Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Right there, uh, Greenwater is mm-hmm. close. We we got people connected to 
to, to us in the barbershop right there in the New York area. They had plans to, to go to work today, get some stuff done. But once again, um, we, we, we don't know when tragedy is going to strike. And uh, my, my heart and prayers go out uh, to all those families that are affected. Luckily, according to what I'm understanding, nobody lost life. Um, they're just, yeah. you know, injured or whatever case may be. So, you know, prayers up to them. Hopefully they make a full recovery. But, you know, I, I wanted to, 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 to definitely change gears, but, you know, we, we, we had to get that out the way early. Um, Villain, a lot's been going on uh, around football, um, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to just, just let the cat out the bag, if you will. Um, y'all know where I rest my head, where I lay. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, but I stay out here in the metro D.C. area, um, and the Washington Commanders appear to um, have been juicing the books, if you will. They've been keeping two books according to a, a letter and or an article that was received by the Federal Trade Commission. Um, long story short, you know, you can read it, but essentially the Washington commanders or Dan Snyder retained as much as $5 million in deposit from 2,000 customers. Uh, from season ticket holders, they didn't uh, announce, and they tried to essentially um, juice juice tickets. So, for example, for those of you guys who didn't read the article, if a ticket mm-hmm. was being sold, uh, being valued at forty four dollars, they would sell it for fifty four dollars and pocket the eleven dollars uh, or the remaining, and you, and you do that enough times, um, you can get yourself a pretty penny. Um, they also were not sharing revenue uh, with the rest of the league because of, you know, different venues, uh, a Kenny Chesney concert, a, a collegiate event, uh, things of that nature. That's not NFL sanctions. does not have to be shared revenue-wise across the rest of the other owners due, due to their revenue-sharing uh, agreement. So I wanted to just start there. Let's, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I know you, Barry, I uh, kind of read the article and kind of was, you know, in the know about it. So I kind of wanted to get your opinion and your feel what's going on with it. When is this guy going to get this team taken away from him? I mean, he he's he's Snyder's absolute scum, and there's no way around it. Um, it's like Congress is saying he may have broken laws. Like, what are we stupid? I mean, like this is the same thing that um, New York radio uh, sports host Craig Carton basically got sent to jail for. It was almost an elaborate Ponzi scheme of, of taking people's money and, and over, you know, just pocketing money. Like, you know, it's not a vague, you know, this ain't Vegas. Like, what are we talking about here? This guy has, you know, everything that comes out from the Washington organization is a joke. It's the treatment of women. Now you got the, you know, financial laws, owing money to visiting teams, owing money to season ticket holders, and Dan Snyder always in the middle of it. He's scum. Get this team away from him. If you could take it away from Sterling for being a racist piece of you-know-what, you need to take it away from Snyder just for being a piece of you-know-what. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, serious. You know, I, I, I'm gonna say this, and then we, we, we got Mr. Controversy in the building, so I'm, I'm gonna get him, and I'm sure he's gonna stir the pot because that's what he does. But for me, <laughs> I look at it like this: I I echo your sentiment, you know. But one of the things that we need to all understand, um, 
this is a good old boys network, okay? And if you start to, let's say, let's say Dan Snyder gets his team ripped from him. Let's say this is the final straw, and juicing of the books is what it, you know, comes out to be, and he gets his team ripped from him. I think mm-hmm. the NFL owners have to vote him out, right? And so if the NFL owners vote so. him out, that opens that opens them up to also be reviewed. And I, I I don't think this is an isolated thing. I'm not naive to believe it's to sure. think that um, other owners are not doing this or some version of this. Now I will say this. Right. Um, again, again, all everyone in here to, to to give his opinion, but this. This dude is dodging so many bullets. Um, I'm not too sure how he's doing it. I mean, it's everything from the name change to the workplace misconduct to the the sexual allegations and the mistreatment of of females in the workplace to now he's, you know, falsifying documents and keeping, you know, multiple books and not reporting revenue and everything like if, if if that's not enough to get him out, I don't think anything short of, you know, him passing away is going to eventually get him out of office. But let me let me uh, get Greenwood in here because I know he's going to have something to say, man. Cardinato, the 5-1 air code is Mr. Controversy and so Greenwood. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm doing good, serious, man. How you doing, Dustin? I'm doing good, man. You, you know where we're sitting at, man. Go ahead and give me your opinion and your thoughts on this Washington Commander situation. I know you heard about it. I know you got something to say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 time for Dan Snyder to lose the team. It's it's not even like close anymore. It's and I think the name change is all because of what came before it. You know, like they needed a distraction. There's no more distractions. Like they're they're not going to change the t- name of the team again. <laughs> so. So like, and the biggest thing, the biggest thing I think that is getting ignored is he he held out money from the rest of the league. So yeah, this is a, a gentleman's club and all that other stuff. But now they're messing with their pocketbooks, and that's as big of a cardinal sin as the rest of them. You know what I mean? Um, so I I mean, is it going to be the last straw for Dan Snyder? I doubt it, but like it's going to be on the list of things that are going to eventually, like, call it the end for, for uh, him. And none too soon, too. He's not a particularly good owner. He's, he's probably got the least approval of any, any of the owners in the NFL right now. So he's a black spot in the league. He needs to go. Well, and, and you know what, controversy, I, I want to I hit what you said, too, Sirius, because you're right. You know, the owners put themselves in a bind if they try to vote him out because, like, you know, the Bible said, he without sin, let him cast the first stone, right? So now you're right, saying, right. all right, if you're going to fire me for this, all right, what are you doing in the background that we need to bring out to light? It, it opens a Pandora's box. But this guy, this ain't his first offense, to, 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 to you guys' point. At, at some point, he, he's, he's got to be held accountable well, again, I mean, I, I feel you, but again, I, I, at some point, you know, he has to go. I'm, I'm not going to hear defending him, but it kind of raises an eyebrow for, to, to me because, again, if the, the owners, the owners are having to go to bat for this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
The owners are are, are, are a really tight-knit bunch. You know, yeah, he's not getting any Christmas cards. He's not getting invited, you know, to the the party and to the cookouts and stuff like that that the owners have. But ultimately, he is one of them. And unfortunately, like, it it, it raises an eyebrow because at at some point, somebody's going to have to raise their hand and be like, okay, listen. He got to go because I'm tired of having my name associated with him. I'm tired of doing business with somebody who is shady with their bookkeeping or who who who, who has a black spot on them, who has a red cloud always following them. Like again, I live here in the Metro DC area. You know how many times that you know something popped on the screen and it had something to do with Dan Snyder. You know, I mean something as simple as the Washington Commanders not having practice or not having training camp in Richmond. You know, it pops up. You know, it's everything from as simple football operations as that to something as heinous as this. You know, so um, it's crazy, man. It's kind of a greenwood. I'll let you uh, finish up before we move on. Controversy or me? Greenwood, if you... Greenwood, if you, I mean, green, I mentioned Greenwood, if you, I mean, but if you want to close it yeah, down, no. I mean, we, 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 we can definitely move on. We hey, I missed the whole show on this clown. <laughs> what did you say, Green? I'm sorry, I I, I missed that that uh, the last sentence. What was that? What I was saying was, um, you know, everything from something as simple as you know them not being able to report the training camp because of finances in Richmond to you know them using the books. You know, something's gonna have to to give because you know everybody's sick and tired of having to defend him and the owners again. They're having to go to bat for him, but I wanted to give you one more opportunity to kind of stay your case on it, and then we're going to move <clears> on to something else. Oh, sure. Um, like, there, there is no case for Dan Snyder. Uh, what does he bring? The, the big question has to be, what does he bring to the league at this point? He doesn't right. bring – there are plenty of people who can bring money to the league. What is he? What What is the good that he brings to the league? He's not a he's not an effective owner. He's not sharing with revenue. He's not sharing the revenue effectively with the league. He is a PR nightmare. He effectively alienated a section of the fan base with refusing to to do the name change for so long. What does he bring to the league? He brings nothing to the league, and eventually the league has statement about it. And I don't think he can. I only think they can. Like, what are they going to do? Find him? Draft picks? Hmm. That's not going to be enough for the public. Exactly. At the end of the I day, mean, there's 2,000 customers that need to get their money back. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that too. And, 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 and the rest of the juicing finances that, you know, were reported to be – you know, give it to the right type of owner. But um, we'll go ahead and move on from there, man. A- a- another um, pressing issue that I wanted to address with you guys, we didn't talk about it last week uh, because you weren't here. Uh, shout out to the, NF- the, the the baseball show who's going to be taking over here on Tuesday night, Ryan by Dave, um, Mr. Harvey, and others um, right here on Sports City Chef Network, Shannon Slug. Um, but I wanted to talk about the, the, the more men that have, have joined the fight alongside Brian Flores 
um, amend the class action lawsuit against the, the Cardinals, the Titans, and the Texans. We're talking about Steve Wilkes. We're talking about Ray Horton, uh, to name a few that have uh, joined the fight um, and said that they were um, profiled and not given opportunities. I, I, I'm remembering a conversation from a former officer coordinator, um, I believe it was Maloney, I forget his name was, but um, he came out and pretty much said that he knew that the Cardinals job was his. Uh, Mike Malarkey, if you will, excuse me, he's from Officer Cornetta, Pistol Taylor. Yeah. Um, but Mike Malarkey came out and said that he already knew that the Cardinals job was his. Uh, either the Cardinals or the Texans, I forget. I think one of, he, he knew the job was his before he even interviewed. Uh, they had to go through um, – the BS uh, interview with the minority candidate to, to, to check a box. But um, this, this is starting to gain some smoke here. This is starting to gain some traction. And, um, you know, we'll see uh, wh- wh- where this goes. But, Dylan, I'll come to you. Um, what was your initial reaction when you saw this, um, you know, hit the fan and, um, again, this is definitely a step in the right direction to proving that there was and that there indeed is a massive issue in the league. I think, you know, the, I, I read an article about it too, and the line that struck me the most, I think, serious, I, the other, the, the allegation is Mr. Malarkey, or not against him, but that he came out and said was damning too, but I'll read it. The NFL, left to its own devices to police itself, has continually failed to address the massive imbalance in underrepresentation of black coaches and executives. If you don't understand anything else about what's going on, that right there is, is the telling tale. Leaving it up to their own devices to police themselves, they won't do it. And now these guys have to file lawsuits to get, you know, fair and equal treatment because they're separate but equal at this point. And you can debate if it's equal. It's separate and not equal in my eyes, right? Um, the fact We all knew, we've known for years, right, Sirius? We've said it before that the, the Rooney rule is a sham, that it, it's, it's, it's affirmative action for the NFL, that, you know, they just go through the motions interview black coaches but already know what they're going to do. And Malarkey said it out loud and proved it. And that's the fact. We know that. I mean, um, you know, the coach that was in Houston, you know, because, all right, so we're saying that, you know, Wilkes was a bridge coach, right, for Kingsbury, that he was fired after one season with one-year experience. Kingsbury had no NFL experience, had a shaky record in, the, in, in college at Texas Tech. And, 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 and gets the job. It gets his job. How is he more qualified than Wilkes, right? We got um, – I can't remember his name in Houston, but he was a one-and-done uh, this past season. It was basically like, you know, $20, 25000000 million, maybe a little less, to coach for one year so we have a black coach, and that's it. That's what it felt like, and prove it if I'm wrong. Prove it because your track record says otherwise. It's a joke. I'm glad more people are stepping up to the plate. I'm especially glad for the Rudy family. I'm I'm especially proud of of uh, of your guy Tomlin for giving uh, Brian Flores a job. But in in that process, that the the Rudy family 
didn't block it because he has a lawsuit going against them as well. You know what I'm saying? So from that perspective, I'm happy, but I'm glad that this is coming to light. I'm glad it's now it's not just me and you or pundits in, in, in the NFL or on shows on, you know, FS1 or ESPN or what have you, or CBS network talking about what we think is the circumstance or what we can't prove or, now we have a lawsuit that puts pen to paper, right, and says it blatantly. This is the this is a problem. These coaches are getting interviews as a sham. It's ridiculous, and something needs to be done. Yeah, I actually agree with you there. I, at the end of the day, um, there's, there's, there's a Bible verse that that reads, you know, what's done and, and darkness will soon become light. Um, and this, this this is what's going on. Um, it's like um, I'm not going to get, you know, on, on the police brutality, but that's been going on for years. And now because of, you know, technology and, and, and camera phones and, and people having platforms and a voice, you know, it's now becoming common knowledge. And, you know, in some places and in some situations, you know, police are held accountable for, for their wrongdoing. And it's mm-hmm. the same um, situation right now in the NFL, there is a giant spotlight on this situation. I mean, it's it's massive. You can see it from the sky. And now because it's safe and now because, you know, it's starting to gain traction, people are starting to, um, you know, come forward and, you know, shout out to Brian Flores for, you know, lighting this lighting this cannon, if you will. Um, my hope is that you know, if there is indeed um, you know more that are, are contemplating coming forward, uh, whether you're active currently or, or not, that you you come forward and, and you know do your part to, to rid the NFL uh, of of these heinous practices. Uh, call the number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. You got the next thirty some minutes with us here at Sports City. Villain, I'm gonna throw it back to you. You can you can say your piece on it, and then we'll go on and move on to, to something else. Yeah, because this kind of leads into the last um, discussion that we had about Snyder. Who polices them? You know, you know, like who who's watching who's watching the watchers, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> no. What are you, you going to take draft picks away from? So what? Take a team away from them if they can't do uh, proper hiring practices. I mean, you know that that's that's all we can do, right? If there, there's um, illegal hiring practices in, in the in the private or public sector, right? Um, based on race, color, creed, um, you know, health issues, what have you. Like, you know, you have to go through all these hoops, and like I'll tell you, like I had to. I didn't have to disclose the fact that I have a um, a certain illness or what have you, but I mm-hmm. made sure that they know it because I want it to be known and that I'm covering myself that I, oh, I did tell you, you know what I mean? I have yeah, yeah. A, a, something going on with me. You know what I'm saying? Just to mm-hmm. cover myself yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, companies yeah. do it to cover themselves. So, but there's in the NFL, like you said, it's like I'm asking myself, how, am I going to punish myself today? Yeah, maybe I'll take a cookie away, and that's it. Yeah, that's my punishment. Like who's policing them? You know what I mean? So, right. Listen, um, as we 
rapidly approach Jackie Robinson Day, and I see all the the, the, the um, videos and tributes coming out with him and what he had to endure. It's it's. I'm glad we are where we are right now as a as a culture brother, but we have a long mm-hmm. way to go. And and, we have and a people long like. Way to go. Yeah, and, and people like Jackie, man, what they went through, what they endured, to, so for us to get to this position where we, you know, we can fight, you know what I mean? It, it, and it's not just, listen, it's not just us as black men, right, or black coaches, it's women. Um, you know, we, we just saw the first female uh, major league, well, not major league, but uh, professional baseball manager coach her first game. It's a long yeah. way to go, man. It's a long way to go for all of us just to be equal, not and not separate, but equal, but equal and equal, you know? Right, right, right. I definitely agree with you guys, man. Again, call the number 929-477-2759 um, here at Sports City Chef. Hey, um, want to change gears, man. We got the um, NFL draft is fastly approaching. Um, there's going to be a lot of different mocks that, that come out. Um, but I wanted to talk about uh, a couple free agents that are, are still uh, not picked up yet. You know, I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, Melvin Ingram, um, formerly uh, of the Chargers, and then last year he spent some time with the Pittsburgh Steelers and then uh, got traded to the Kansas City Chiefs, but he evidently visited – uh, the Miami Dolphins, um, you know, the Miami Dolphins are are, are putting themselves in the position to kind of make a run at this thing here. I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, win the East, but, you know, with that added play-in game and with that added uh, playoff team, I mean, let's say they do something. Um, another guy who, um, you know, is in the midst of some things um, is, is Melvin Gordon, uh, running back. Um, he played last yep. year um, in the Denver Broncos. Rumor has it that the Baltimore Ravens um, were in the mix for, for his services, but nothing has has come to light as of yet uh, with that. Um, obviously, the Honey Badger is still out there. Um, Gilmore is still out there, although I just, I just sent you guys a report that he was potentially looking at signing with the defending champion, L.A. Rams. But I uh, wanted to get your opinion on this Melvin Ingram and Melvin Gordon situation. Um, Melvin Ingram to the Dolphins? That may be a little deadly, man. Yeah, it's, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting play. Um, you know, he is 33 years old, but I think he, as a specialist coming off the edge, I think you can use him. Um, you can leverage him. You know, you can keep him on a pitch count, keep him fresh. Um, you know, so he'll be interesting. Um, I, you know, I didn't. I, I think he had a little bit of a, a nicer run, um, what towards the end of the season with Kansas City, than he did earlier with um, with Pittsburgh. So we'll right. see. I think he can. I can. I think he could still be effective. I think he could still help a team, like I said, on a pitch count. I'm surprised, um, you know, listen, I think – I'm, I'm not sure. I think Gilmore signed. Did he Did he not sign? No, he, he didn't Gilmore sign or, yet. He hasn't signed Okay, yet. so he, he didn't sign. He visited the Rams today. Right. So I think that's going to be a sneaky good get. I think he is a little older, 31 years old, but he's a smart player. I think he, coming off the injury, I think, you know, I think he can definitely help as well. 
Um, I like. I, I think. I think Melvin Gordon. If he, he's twenty nine years old in running back years. That's a little older. I think if he can accept, um, you know, being a number two. But I think these days, being you know a one two punch is not a is not a slate. Um, I think he could definitely help out a team. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a veteran back on a team that could use uh, that kind of veteran leadership. I, I would think a team like Kansas City with young backs um, could use him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think um, a team like maybe, I don't know, Green Bay, because you know, I think the kids will recover from the injury. I could see him going there, helping out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you know, just a veteran back that can come in and spell a guy. So, He'll be interesting to watch out for, but the the guy that I'm really looking out for is Trey Flowers from Detroit. Um, I'm surprised yeah, yeah, that Detroit yeah. didn't bring him back. I think it's a salary issue, a salary cap thing, that they didn't bring him back. But I think a team that brings him in is really going to benefit because I think he is a solid player off the edge. I, you know, Clowney, no, not really. I think – I just – he just doesn't catch on. I just don't. I, I I question his motor sometimes. I know he can play, but I you know it's like I it's like he can play, and then when he plays alongside JJ Watt, JJ Watt looks makes him look like he doesn't play because JJ Watt has such a motor. You know what I mean? He wants it more. So um, we'll right. see with Clowney, but I think Flowers is going to be very interesting. All right, we good. Like we got Greenwood back in the building. Greenwood, we're talking free agent. Uh, that have not been signed yet. I mentioned Melvin Ingram visiting the Dolphins. Obviously, Melvin Gordon being somewhat linked to the Ravens. You just kind of heard where uh, Dylan's head was at. Uh, but go ahead and give me a couple names that uh, haven't signed yet that are that that, that, that are pretty good players. My back on. Grant. Yeah, yeah you're on. on. Go talk. I am back on. Sweet. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I, I am calling for work, so sometimes duty calls. Um, I got you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, Melvin Gordon. I think I've I've had a I've had a long-standing um, thought about recruiting um, running backs that are in their thirties. And Melvin Gordon, if he's not there, is definitely really close to being there. So I don't think that um, he will ultimately be like this savior for the Rams. I don't. I don't. Think he's going to start over Cam Akers if he comes back and healthy, which is a big if I grant. But Melvin um, uh, is more interesting, but it's the Dolphins. So it's hard to ask the the notion that the Dolphins are going to be the um, the uh, are going to be the big team to um, to handle it all. You know what I mean? Um, it's in the especially in the AFC of all places. So they're building up into something that might be a playoff run, but not something that's going to be a um, a, a major uh, major Super Bowl contender would be my guess. You know, I, I, I kind of think, you know, the Jets are a player because they have cap space, but, you know, reports have come out that, you know, not a lot of teams or players that want to go there, you know what I mean, just because they're not on the winning um, level. But 
I could see, you know, if it gets down to it, I could see a guy like Gordon getting a flyer from there or, you know, maybe, you know, if nothing works out, like, you know, like Matt, not Matthew, but I think he'll be signed, but like maybe, you know, Ingram, maybe even Brown, Antonio Brown. So, um, you know, these teams with some cap space that need to kind of start, you know, bringing in some players to upgrade talent, you know, they, these, these, this isn't probably their landing spot. I, I definitely kind of agree with you a little bit, man. It, it's something that, um, you know, we're going to have to take a look at hard. You know, I, I, I still think that Ingram has something to offer. Um, the issue with him in Pittsburgh was the fact that he just fell out of rotation. I mean, at the end of the day, mm. uh, we wanted to see what Alex Highsmith was able to bring to the table. Obviously, he wasn't starting over defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt. Um, and then he got into a little bit of a of a, of a feud with, with Mike Tomlin, and that's what Mike Tomlin said he wanted volunteers, not hostages. So that's mm-hmm. that's what that comes from was the little feud, the little beef that he had with Melvin Ingram. But you mentioned Antonio Brown. Um, I'm curious to see where he signs, but we do got a caller in queue. Call now to the five zero three area code. Welcome to Sports City Chef. What's your name and what's on your mind this evening? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Brad Fowler, uh, former caller with you guys from Pine Glass Wall Podcast. Good to be back on the show hey, and on, uh, talk some football with you guys. What's going on, Brad? Man, I hear you all the time in the barbershop cutting up. And you're just going to come over and just bang, bang, bang. What's up, big homie, man? We're talking free agents. Um, <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned Melvin Ingram. I mentioned Melvin Gordon. Uh, Villain brought out uh, Antonio Brown. Um, Honey Badger still not signed, but um, as we close in on the NFL draft and teams starting to do off-season workouts and things of that nature, which free agent pops up to you as somebody that you need to keep an eye on that hasn't been signed yet? Well, you guys touched on it, and it's Melvin Ingram. And for me, this is a guy that still has some gas left in the tank. And I wasn't sure that he did, to be honest, when he signed with the Steelers at the start of the 2021 season, didn't really get a whole lot of snaps in Pittsburgh. It seemed like they were trying to rotate him in and kind of uh, use him in, in certain situations, passing down situations. I don't think he liked his role in Pittsburgh. I don't know if he really fit into what that defense was trying to do. And when they moved uh, him to the Chiefs, he instantly made an impact for Kansas City. He became a guy that got into the rotation and started showing that he still can play at a pretty high level. So with that being said, he's a guy that I'm really curious to see, like, where he catches on and what kind of impact he can make for a team coming up next season. Because, like I said, I still think he's got some game left. So do you, let me ask you this. Do you think the Dolphins, you know, actually pull the trigger and, and, and bring him in and sign him? Or if you can handpick the best team for Melvin Ingram, um, what would you think he will fit best? You know, honestly, I think he fits with Kansas City. I think ideally um, that would be the best place for him because I think he really fits in what Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator there, I think he fits in what they want to do with their front four, and he made an impact right away. I think that is the ideal fit, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back to Kansas City I don't know how he fits with Miami. There's been a lot of turnover in Miami, the coaching staff changing and whatnot. So it's kind of a mystery to to see what he would do there. I also 
I like Jalen Phillips, a guy that they drafted last year, an edge rusher that made a big impact. So I don't know if he would be more of a rotational piece for them or what the plan would be with him. I, I could see it working in Miami, but Miami kind of feels like a team that really isn't that close to being a contender, but they, they're acting like they are. And in going and yeah. buying a lot of big-name players and trying to make big, splashy moves, usually the teams that make these big, splashy moves are not the teams that make big impacts the following season. So, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Miami got aggressive just because of what they've done in free agency, but I don't know if it's a great fit from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, so I actually agree with you about the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I wonder, you know, this may be me just be having a little bit of nostalgia, if he finds his way back to where he came from in the L.A. Chargers and works in that rotation um, and gets with Khalil Mack and company, Bosa's out there, they spend the big money getting the, 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 the cornerback. Um, could you see him and, you know, Greenwood or Villain? be my guest to pop in here, but could we see him back in, in, in a Chargers uniform? I mean, you, I mean, why well, I mentioned the Chiefs, and that's a, that's a lot, that's a great pick, but I, I have a secret suspicion he doesn't end up in Kansas City, so Chargers maybe? Kansas City is a good fit, serious, and I, and I, but I kind of, I don't rule it out going to San Diego just because of the moves that they're making, right? Um, right. you know, I think he, if, if rota- like I said, rotation piece, like you don't have to play him every snap, but you put him in there just like they kind of did in, in LA, in LA with the Rams, you get Vaughn Miller in that rotation with those, with those young bucks and, you know, you get Gordon in that rotation. That's a wave coming after, especially with some good quarterbacks in that division. That's easily becoming the best division in football. I kind of like what I see there. I think that's an interesting pickup. I mean, I'm I'm just surprised that Eric Fisher is still out there too as an offensive tackle. You know, at 31 years old, we'll see. I, I think he can still help somebody. I know he had injury issues, but I you know there's guys out there that can help. So Greenwood, I mean, what, what's your picture on that? I mean, I. I can't uh, you were talking about Melvin Ingram, right? I I can't see him on the Chargers considering what they've already got um, invested in the position. They've got Khalil Mack already, and they've got um, and they've got Joey Bosa. I don't see him in. The, I don't see him really fitting in the rotation. I I do know that uh, some teams will carry three to keep everybody fresh, but that's a lot of money to put at the position before. Um, before thinking about, and I know when you have a rookie deal quarterback, you can do those kind of things, but there's too, there's too many places that able to, um, to invest in to, to put that much up money, even at the edge rusher position. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to see what these guys land. Uh, call the number is 929 You have the next 20 minutes or so here with Sports City Chefs. But this show is being brought to you by our good sponsors, and let me go ahead and pay some bills real quick. That way we can go ahead and get on with the get on. Hold on one second. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS 
for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Shout out to PHI Apparel, who is sponsoring this show and many other shows here on the network. we got about 19, 20 minutes left, and um, I'll be remiss if we didn't start talking NFL draft. Uh, I know Greenwood's at work, so he's going to just get, get do cartwheels. But the draft is upon us. Um, I'm looking at a mock now, um, and there's a couple moves that I can see some teams making. Um, the first move I see, uh, according to this particular mock, is the the Kansas City Chiefs moving uh, up, making a trade with the potential Arizona Cardinals for a receiver. Uh, according to this one I'm looking at right now on NFL.com, they got Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State possibly going to the Kansas City Chiefs, which would be insane if that's a place. Um, they have uh, the Steelers selecting quarterback Kenny Pickett, which, again, if that happens, y'all need to come find me because I'm going to kill myself. All jokes aside. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. Um, the New Orleans Saints selecting Jamison Williams, the wide receiver, from Alabama, that's another interesting. But they don't have Jordan Davis coming off the board until pick 22 to the Green Bay Packers. Um, so those are a couple of big names. Um, Dylan, I'll come to you first. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to flip this on its ear, though. Out of all these massive names, what team do you think is going to reach the most uh, when it comes down to round one draft night? What team do you think is going to reach the most? So I mean I have different mocks and I've seen I've seen kids go up. I see Pickett locked in at number six in pretty much every mock uh going to Carolina. I've seen um Jordan Davis as high as thirteen. I think the teams that's gonna reach the most are probably the two teams at the top. I think the Jaguars and the Lions, just because there is no clear quarterback that's a number one pick, right? And there's no team at the top of the draft at least for the first five or six picks that are in desperate need of a quarterback. Now that's debatable. The Lions could use a quarterback, right? Um, that, to, that to get rid of golf. Um, the, the, the Texans could use a quarterback, um, arguably, right? Um, the Giants, Danny Bitcoin or Dan, Danny uh, owes me some money, um, <laughs> the jury's out on him, right? But these teams aren't probably – there's not a quarterback sexy enough for them to draft, right? So I think the the Jacksonville Jaguars, interestingly enough, at number one, everybody thinks Hutchinson is that guy. But, you know, you, you, you talk to some people, is he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is he that guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and, and Trayvon Walker just impressed, right? He ran a Virginia yeah, yeah, yeah. time, and, and he – out of Georgia, Georgia – their defense is incredible. Their defense alignment are incredible athletes. So uh, is it a right. reach to take him at two that I've seen in other drafts? Maybe, but he, he checks a lot of boxes. So it, on paper it might look like a reach, but I, he can do it. He can do a lot of good things at the defensive tackle spot. So yeah, I think those two teams at the top could be, they could be reaching and, and we, we won't know, you know what I'm saying? 
Right, right. Brad, I, 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 I thought over to you, sir, um, draft aficionado, one that likes to talk ball with the, with the best of us. Um, there's a lot of question marks as we go into this upcoming draft. Um, if you can, you know, kind of look at, you know, a couple mocks or whatever and kind of project a team reaching, what team would you expect to just reach and just do something out of pocket? Well, right now when you said that, I brought up Jordan Reed, ESPN draft analyst, put out a recent mock draft here on ESPN+. Plus. I'm looking at his and there's some interesting names here at the top. And one guy that I think you, I think most people would consider a big reach is he has Malik Willis at number two going to the Detroit Lions, the Liberty quarterback. Wow. Now, that, that I think most people will consider a reach because I think most people have Malik Willis, you know, probably in that 20 to 30 range as far as their rankings. He's not the home run slam dunk you know, quarterback prospect that we've seen in years past. Now, he's got a lot of upside. He's a really talented player as far as physical ability. He can run. He's got a cannon for an arm. He makes wild plays. There's a lot to like about him, and he easily has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this class. I don't think it's even debatable, but he's pretty raw, and he's got a lot of developing to do. Now, the reason I think that – I can see where people would say it's a reach, and I agree with that take. But I also think that as far as a fit goes, it would be a great landing spot for Willis because you've got Jared Goff under center for two more seasons under contract, and you could kind of bring Willis along slowly. And that's what he says here in this, in this mock, and I agree with him in that regard because a perfect situation for Willis is to go and sit behind a veteran quarterback where he's not forced to play early and he can learn the, the NFL game on the bench. A lot like guys like, um, you know, Alex Smith started ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers was behind Brett Favre. We've, we've seen this model of success with guys in the past. Excuse me. And so I think it's a great fit from that standpoint, but I do think it's a reach because – He's certainly not NFL ready. I also agree with what they're saying about Aiden Hutchinson. I, I don't see Aiden Hutchinson. Everyone has him going number one overall. He probably will go number one. I don't see him as that, like, home run defensive end like we've seen in years past. I don't think he's as mm-hmm. good of a prospect as Prince Young or the Bosa brothers, for instance. Some of these recent defensive ends that have gone high in the draft that were just home run picks, I don't see that type of player from Aiden Hutchinson. Now, I think he'll be a good player. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll be a, a very good player in the next level. But personally, I have Kayvon Thibodeau ahead of him. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the better athlete, the twitchier athlete. I, I think he's the, just an all-around better player than Hutchinson. I think Hutchinson's a little more polished. But give me the guy with big upside who's been producing since he was a freshman at Oregon. The, Aiden Hutchinson really was a one-hit wonder out of Michigan, didn't really blow up until his last season there, and that makes me a little nervous about him. Some other names that I wanted to bring up was Kenny Pickett because you guys touched on him. I'm seeing him on this mock that I'm looking at also going to Carolina, and I think that would be just a terrible pick. I'm not high on Kenny Pickett at all. He screams NFL backup to me. I think his ceiling is Andy Dalton, but I think his floor is a – you know, a clipboard holder. And I think that's really what he's destined to be. 
it feels like a desperation pick for the Carolina Panthers if they go with Pickett. I know they need a quarterback, but just settling for the next best guy available there, I think, is a death sentence for Matt Rule and that uh, organization. I actually agree with everything you just said. Um, I, I'm fifty percent. I don't think Kenny Pickett is a franchise guy, in, in my opinion. I think that he, he he's good, but to waste first-round capital on somebody who is that big of a question mark um, is baffling to me. But uh, Greenwood, I'll I, I, I come over to you, man. Um, you know, this draft is, 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 is a big question mark. Um you had to pick a team um, to, to, to reach, and again, you got to pick a team first. I mean, you don't even know what team you root for yet. But if you had to pick a team to reach, what team would that be? Greenwood. If you're talking, you're on mute, sir. Oh, all right, we'll press on. We'll press. We'll you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm delegating. What's, what's the, uh, what's the, um, what's the, what was the question? Um, oh yeah, uh, well, reaches. Uh, uh, the first person yes, to, um, to, uh, the first person to draft a quarterback is going to reach. Um, the second person that drafts a quarterback <laughs> is going to reach. The third person that drafts a quarterback <laughs> is going to reach. Um, because I would be. This might be a rerun of the um, of the of the draft with um, with Emmanuel and oh gosh I forget and Geno Smith. This this might be that level of bad quarterback level draft because and like. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of these guys, and don't get me wrong. In the right situation, any of that these guys could potentially succeed. Like I could see Malik Willis being a superstar if he had the ability to work with Andy Reid, or if he somehow got drafted by the uh, by the Ravens, who I think might. And this is where controversy is going to be controversy. I think that there's a legitimate shot, especially if he falls deep enough that the um that the Baltimore Ravens go after Malik Willis. Um Early. Yep. So it's been it's been going around draft Nick circles for a few months now, but Lamar Jackson is dead set on doing the Kirk Cousins route. Um using the franchise tag, getting a second franchise tag, and then going and hitting the open market because nobody can afford a third franchise tag on a quarterback. So if that's really what his plan is, and he's letting everybody know that, it would probably make a lot more sense to draft Malik Willis, especially if he falls to like 32, take your second and third round draft pick and move up with Detroit or right above Detroit, draft Malik Willis, who I think would be perfect in the Baltimore Ravens scheme. And and then after that first franchise tag, so Malik Willis's third year, then drop him into a um then drop him into a uh, a starting quarterback role and allow Lamar Jackson at that point to hit the free market. 
You see, this is why we don't have him in the show. Because he he throws a grenade in the room and then closes the door. Sam, like, okay, you you, you, you want a band, sir. Like, here's the thing. I am a super fan. I cannot stand Baltimore to save my life. I think Lamar Jackson is... I, I think he's a solid quarterback and all this, but you mean to tell me that the Baltimore Ravens that, that that don't have receivers the first are going to waste a first round draft pick on a quarterback that they're going to play in three years? Uh, no, they're going to waste a second and a third round draft pick. Uh, so they're going okay, to trade okay, up into the okay. back of the first. They're oh, not going oh, to they're not going oh, to pick no, Willis no. at fourteen. They're going to pick him at 32, 31, 30, 29, maybe even like 33, 34, but that wouldn't make sense because if you're going to go up and draft a quarterback, you might as well do it in the back of the first round as opposed to the top of the second because then you get that fifth-year option. But that means, that and means they're that. giving up on Lamar. They're giving up on they're, Lamar. They're, they're, they're not giving up they on Lamar. That? They know what Lamar is going to do. They're, he is going to push himself out to the free market. So you of are course, giving up on Lamar. You're giving up. You're giving up on. Up. You're giving up on being so ill prepared that you have to uh, give him a record breaking deal because he's not a record breaking quarterback. No. So what? Neither neither is Deshaun Watson. He got all of his money guaranteed. He, if anything, Lamar Jackson is in the right by holding out because. Get, give me give me top five money, and then in two years, when the market's sixty million, pay me then. Why not? I mean, yeah, yeah, he should try to get his bag, but doesn't mean that the Ravens have to pay him. And it would be better for them long term if Malik Willis turns out, which I think in that system he will. I think he's a like I said, I think he's a perfect fit for that system uh, because he he emulates a lot of what Lamar Jackson does well. A lot of Lamar and a lot of Lamar Jackson's weaknesses too. Long uh, some some accuracy issues with uh, Malik Willis, why he fell down to the bottom of the draft to begin with um, during his first round uh, when he was drafted in the late first round um, at, after his draft process. He being Lamar Jackson, of course. Um, right. So I mean, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. And outside of that, like, really, I think that this is a very strong – so I think teams are going to be jumping to trade down with quarterback hunting teams, especially at the back of the first round, because this is a very deep wide receiver class. This is a very deep edge rusher class. This is a very deep offensive tackle class. There are going to be starting players at each of these positions – Drafted in the fourth mm-hmm. and fifth round. Um, so if you get at two seconds or a second and a third or a second and a fourth even to move to drop back a few spaces, it's it's going to be a buyer's market for uh, for trading up in the draft, uh, which is why I think it's entirely feasible. It's something else that rumor I don't know anybody touched on that the New Orleans Saints move up with Detroit for some reason. I can because see that before I, I see the Baltimore Ravens making a move to get to, 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 to get Malik Wallace. I I, I I could see Detroit making a move. I could see the Saints making a move. Um, but that the Baltimore, there's no shot in in hell that the the Baltimore Ravens are going to trade any draft capital 
to go get a quarterback who they're going to have to pay, you know, who they're not going to play in, in three years. Like, the Ravens, again, for oh, they, they would probably play him, they play him in two years. The fifth-year contract in the first um, first franchise year, they wouldn't play him for two years. But, I mean, look at the um, look at the Green Bay Packers. They drafted a quarterback the first round that they have they have yet to play, and I believe he's currently on the back end of his rookie deal. So okay, but see that the, the, those the, those two aren't one and the same because again, Jordan Love is backing up a future Hall of Famer. Uh, Lamar Jackson, for all that he is, he is not that. He's not Aaron Rodgers, not even close. So granted, but but it's. But the plan was for Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. And the plan would be for uh, Malik Willis to replace Lamar Jackson instead of paying Lamar Jackson this ungodly amount of money. Villain, uh, I'll let you clean this one up. Just, you know what? You're banned from the show, Sam. Greenwood, you're, you're banned. <laughs> he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. I think, I think he makes... You know, you, it, it, like Rock Cam, I kick a hole in the speaker, pull the plugs, and I jet. Like, this is what he does. Like, he comes in the party, matches it up, and then leaves. Like, you know, like, come on, dude. Malik over, over Lamar Jackson. Listen, Lamar Jackson is an elite thrower of the football. Uh, I, I never he's said over Lamar Jackson. Party. No, 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 I listen, let me I, finish. I, I, he's not an elite quarterback like, like your guy, like your boy, all right, Teddy Bridgewater. But let's let's be he is an MVP candidate. I think the Ravens know that he is the franchise. They will keep him. They will play the long game and, and, and keep him. It's fine. I, I don't see them I, I see the contract not coming to fruition in this off season, but I don't see them going and getting another quarterback just because of it. I think we gotta be smarter than that. Yeah, there's no way in the world they go get another quarterback. Brad, uh you've been sitting there patiently quiet. Surprise, surprise, but I mean, what is your position on this whole Malik Willis to Baltimore nonsense that Greenwood just threw out there? It's fascinating. It's the first time I've heard anything like that. It's not completely crazy. Now, do I think it's likely? No, I don't think it's very likely. I think we'd all be kind of shocked if it actually happened. But with that being said, on paper, I get what he's saying because he would fit that offense. He would fit what they're wanting to do. If there is a contingency plan from Lamar Jackson, Malik Willis would be that guy. Malik Willis actually has more arm talent than Lamar Jackson. Now, with that being said, Lamar Jackson's a special talent. He's a big-time player. He's a former MVP in this league for a reason. I can't imagine Baltimore wanting to move off of him, but it's, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I, th- I think it fits in, in a way, but I don't think it's very likely at all. I, it doesn't feel like something Baltimore would do. And, I, and quite frankly, I don't think there's any way that he's available when Baltimore picks. They would have to move a lot of draft capital to go after him, and I couldn't see them doing that. The only way I could see it maybe happening is if for some crazy reason Malik Willis really slid in this draft and somehow was sitting there when Baltimore was picking, which I think is also unlikely, but that would be the only way maybe I could see them being like, okay, there's too much value to ignore here with this pick. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's likely, but I, I do get what he's saying. It's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. 
Yes, it is. It's okay. You know what, Brad? We, <laughs> we, 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 we love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, you know, it's crazy. It's okay. It's okay. Brad, thanks for coming. I want to plug in a close hey. out as you get out of here tonight, man. It's 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 crazy until it happens, and then I I just want to I just want everybody in Sports City to know that you heard it here first. All right, when it happens, oh my god, you heard it here oh first. Oh my god, oh my goodness, <laughs> Brad, thanks for coming by. We're gonna close out as we get out of here. All right. Awesome. Well, um, hey, okay, guys, thank oh, you guys so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I love coming on and talking ball with you guys. If you guys want to talk some more info draft, that's really what I get excited about is the draft. So hopefully if you guys want to do some more draft talk here, coming up to the draft here in the next couple of weeks, I'd love to come back on and break down these prospects and go deeper into it. But if you guys also want to hear some draft coverage, you can check out my podcast. I do it with a guy you guys are all too familiar with, Tyrone Powell aka tp timeless i know you guys all know him well and all your listeners know him well he's my co-host on that show we break it down for you guys he should be coming back on the show here shortly it's pint glass football podcast it's on all the uh, major players as far as podcast players give it a listen and thank you guys again we'll have to do it again soon thanks so much brad for coming by man yeah definitely check that out man uh, make sure that that link and information gets to TP or gets to Barry, man. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, show you guys some love and some support. Greenwood, man, you know what to do, man. You give us a plug and a close out as you're crazy behind Chefs at the Kitchen, man. SportsCityChefs.com, <laughs> um, the interviews, blogs, the chefs. Um, check them out. I'm currently doing a first, last, and final mock draft. Um, I'm currently, like, chipping away at it, um, trying to find a way to put Malik Willis in the first round to the Baltimore Ravens. It's, it's really tough, but um, I'm sure I can figure it out. Other than that, um, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, man. Villain, man. I, I, I don't know what to do with this guy, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a close out as we get out of here, bro. He's lucky I go to church now. I go back to church and I ain't got time to, to curse his name. Yeah, nah, listen, we love we love these guys, man. That's what that's what that's what it's all about, though. That's what it's all about. Shout out to Brad uh, and the Pint Glass Boys. They do a great job over there. Um, shout out to the homie TP, Dave and Nate. Uh, they'll be back with the baseball show. Um, Controversy, Mike, everybody, all all the chefs cooking up. Serious. It's always a pleasure doing the show with you, bro. Listen, get to the, the website, yeah. the blog, the interviews. Uh, shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring our show. Um, we'll be at, back at it tomorrow, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with the Carlos Cookout. You know I got to go in on the sorry Lakers, and we'll talk a little bit of the uh, playing games. And, you know, we're going to have fun with it, man. It's always a pleasure, Sirius. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Definitely, man. This is your boy, Sirius, up in that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you, everybody. Like my man alluded to, man, definitely check out the blogs, the the, the, the website, the interview, shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring. Check out the pint class uh, over there with my, the homie Brad and T.P. Thomas. Shout out to the barbershop um, out there on Clubhouse, man. Again, I always say if you like what you hear here, uh, here on this network on a regular basis, check them out, man, and, and, and get just as live over there. With that being said, T.P.'s out here, so I'm going to close it off for him, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend, the chefs again, if they don't know. Nah, they know, man. We out. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City.